0: My friends, hallelujah. Jesus has risen from the dead. Uh, what, this is it. Like, I love Easter. I always get really nervous around Easter. There's a lot to do, and we've all been working really hard, but this is it. Like, this is Easter. Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Like, this is what we've been working toward for all of Lent, and particularly the last few days of the Holy Triduum. And now it's here. The candle's burning. Exult. Deacon Jim sang so beautifully, Exalt! Let them exalt the hosts of heaven! For Christ has broken the prison bars of death. And this is the central claim of Christianity. Like, this is is our message. If you had to say, like, okay, well, what is the most important thing that Christians proclaim? It's this. Resurrection! Jesus rose from the dead, Hallelujah. He is not dead. Jesus isn't dead, he's alive. We believe this. We believe that the, this is a, a historical event. The man, Jesus, from Nazareth, who was God, is God, was killed by the Romans. He, he was a victim of capital punishment. And they didn't mess that up back then. And now, on the third day since his death, hallelujah, He is risen! Jesus is alive, historically. I know I share this every Easter, but it, it was probably one of the most spiritual experiences of my entire life. Um, when I visited the Holy Land and was able to pray in the tomb of the Holy Sepulcher, in the tomb of Jesus, throughout a night, I was able to be in there and to pray. And you know what I, I was thinking about while I'm in there? He's not here with me. Right? Jesus isn't there. He's not in his tomb. His tomb is still empty. You could go look for yourself. And I love, there, there's candlesticks along the altar there. And they say the words from our gospel tonight. Non est hic. He is not here. It's the only tomb in the whole world. We go to visit because it's empty. Jesus' tomb is still empty to today. He is not there. He is alive. And again, I just love we we saying, or Deacon James saying the Exalted, about the incredible, this is the night. Tonight, this is the night we've been waiting for. And every year we gather with Christians throughout the entire world on this night. And we celebrate what our Lord has done for us. That Jesus is alive. You see, this is the definitive proof of everything that he taught. Everything. If he would have died and stayed dead, it was all a lie. The whole thing would have just been a sham. He would have been a trickster, a phony. He would have been maybe a zealot or a revolutionary. But all of those things are put to shame in the fact that he's not dead. Jesus is alive. He rose from the dead. But then here's the really cool thing. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's it. That is like the biggest thing we could just turn our attention toward. This is not just a fairy tale. This is reality. But then that reality doesn't end with Jesus. Again, just coming into the church tonight with the total darkness. Um, and then lighting our candles. This candle, the Paschal Candle, symbolizes the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's his victory over darkness. But then we lit our candles. We lit candles. Because the resurrection isn't meant to be isolated to Jesus alone. Rather, we share in it. We get to share in Jesus' resurrection. It's a victory that he won, not just for himself, but for us to share. in. That's what St. Paul says in that epistle reading there. Brothers and sisters, are you unaware that we who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might come to newness of life. At this Easter Vigil, we always have the twofold focus. It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but then the means by which we share in that resurrection namely the sacrament of baptism. Baptism is how we share in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's what incorporates us into his death so that we can share in his resurrection. Tonight's a great blessing for us that Kristen Betts is being baptized. She didn't have a lighted candle on the way into the church. Hers was dark. She is yet to be baptized, and in just a few minutes... uh, this resurrection of Jesus Christ will be made personal for Kristen. And she will enter into that. And so if you'll permit me to direct a few words directly to her. Kristen, this tonight, God saw tonight from all of eternity for you. God saw tonight, this night. God, in a way, has been looking forward to tonight for you. When you would be reborn in the waters of baptism. And we we read all the readings that the church gives us tonight and all of them in some way point to baptism. God created you. He created you good. Because of the creation of humanity, creation goes from good to very good. But God created you Christian. He created you in love. He knew you. And then we have that story of Abraham and the testing of Abraham. When Abraham thinks that he needs to sacrifice his son to God. But God replies, no. No, you don't sacrifice your son to me, Abraham. You don't sacrifice your son for me. I will sacrifice my son for you. You see, notice, well, there's a question Isaac asks earlier on. Father, where's the lamb? We got, we got, what happened with Isaac and Abraham? They put the wood on Isaac's shoulders and he went up the mountain." And we see in that the image of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, with the wood of the cross upon his shoulders. See, the thing is, though, when they don't sacrifice Isaac, they don't find a lamb, they find a ram. And so that question of Isaac, where is the lamb, is left hanging for thousands of years until finally John the Baptist points to Jesus on the riverbank of Jordan, says, Behold the Lamb of God, Christen. God himself sacrifices his son, for you. Never, never forget the great price of tonight, not in a way to be self-conscious, but to recognize the great price at which your baptism is being bought tonight, the life of Jesus Christ, his death on the cross for you. This is the great price at which Jesus won for you the victory that you'll share tonight. Then we have that story of the exodus, the Israelites fleeing slavery in Egypt. And we hear that they go, what? They're following a pillar of cloud, smoke, and fire. Just like Kristen in a few minutes, we will follow. You and I, the deacon, will follow this pillar of fire to the waters of baptism. And then we hear that the Israelites pass through the middle of the waters. And, Christian tonight you will pass through the waters of baptism. You will be brought into the promised inheritance through the waters of baptism. But baptism doesn't just initiate you into the new land. We hear that the Israelites, the slavers, Pharaoh and his armies who had been holding them captive, They are foolish enough to go into the waters behind Israel. And I love the detail that not when after the Israelites pass through the waters, the waters come back and cover the Egyptians, and not a single one of them escaped. Not a single one. We believe with baptism that it washes away our original sin... And that when you're baptized as an adult, it washes away every single one of your personal sins. Kristen, not a single sin of your entire life up to today will escape. Not a single one can escape the waters of baptism through which you will pass tonight. Not a single sin clings to those who are baptized. Not a one. They will all perish in the waters of baptism. Then we hear from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The one who has become your husband is your maker. Tonight you enter into a new relationship with Almighty God. You get to call God Father. Right? You're a pray, you pray the Our Father plenty of times. But tonight, Kristen, you are adopted by God the Father. You enter into this new relationship. The Lord calls you back. From the moment He created you, tonight He's calling you back. And you enter into this beautiful, new relationship with him tonight. We continued reading from Isaiah. All who are thirsty, come to the water. Kristen, you're thirsty. Come to the water. The water is a baptism. But, and this is where we hear, the word of God will not be ineffective. Kristen, God's word will never be ineffective in your life. God's word will always be there to nourish you. But you need to be effective. As high as the heavens above the earth, so higher God's ways above our ways. As the rain and the snow come down, don't return there till they've watered the earth. So my word will be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. I can't wait to see, honestly, Kristen, the things that your baptism will do for our church, for our parish. For the local church in the Archdiocese of Hartford. For the church throughout the entire world. It's not just for you. Your baptism tonight will bear fruit for the entire church. Your life, now dedicated to Jesus Christ, will bear tremendous fruit. We can't wait to see it. It's not meant to be void. It's not meant to be useless. Rather, it will bear great fruit. Then we hear from Baruch. Now this is a cool thing. We only got two left. This is a cool thing about baptism. Kristen, at the moment you're baptized, again, original sin washed away, personal sin washed away, not a single one escapes. You become an adopted daughter of God the Father. You have that new relationship, and you're sent on mission, and God empowers us. Kristen, we believe in the moment of your baptism, you will be infused with the virtues of faith, hope, charity, prudence, justice temperance, and fortitude. They will be poured into your soul. Learn where prudence is. It's in baptism. Learn where wisdom is. It's in Almighty God, with whom you have a relationship. Further tonight, you will receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord. You'll receive them in full tonight, and then just a few moments after your baptism, they'll be strengthened In confirmation. Kristen, how good that is. That you are being empowered. And then finally we heard from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. God proves his holiness in you tonight. By his great name. Tonight he gives you a new heart. He gives you a new heart. He places a new spirit within you. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you tonight in a special way. And you, you become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Be careful to observe all his decrees, as he tells us through Ezekiel. Follow the Lord faithfully from tonight on, but he's giving you tonight a new heart. My friends, Jesus is risen from the dead. And because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we, through baptism, are able to share in this great triumph. And it's so incredible. And so tonight, we, after Kristen's baptism... We'll each renew the promises of our own baptism. And so let us each be renewed, recognizing that the wonders that happened in her soul tonight happened for each of us at some point in our lives. And we give thanks to Almighty God for allowing us to follow him faithfully in this way. We ask to be renewed in our baptisms so we may faithfully proclaim the resurrection of Jesus Christ and always experience the fruits of the redemption he won for us now and for ages to come. Amen.